What's up, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Multi Goodness. I'm one of your hosts, Kyle Banky, talking to the man in the computer, Christopher <laughs> Tootin. Chris, how you doing? That's becoming. I'm doing good. It's becoming way too common a uh, intro for us, unfortunately. I know, but I know, and I always say your full name, and I should really just say Chris. I always fudge that up too. Did but, you, you say know, Christopher? I did. Sorry, right. I did. Sorry. It's like you're angry at me. I am. It's like I'm your mom yelling at you for something. <laughs> um, but remember, you can stay up to date with all things multigoodness at our website, multigoodness.com, or on Facebook at multigoodness, or on Instagram at multigoodnesspodcast. Uh, remember, you can also reach us at our contact form on our website, like Jesse did this week, Chris. Oh. Uh, he wrote in, he's a buddy of mine. I was talking to him on the phone, and he asked about the contact form, and I told him it's on our website. Go check it out. And he's like, cool. So he goes ahead and let me actually find the flipping email first. Um, Find the flipping email. I'm not seeing it. But he wrote in. Oh, there it is. Here we go. He wrote in and the subject of the the form, Chris, was y'all bitches. Um, (laughs) The message was the podcast sucks, Kyle. You don't know beer worth a shit. Chris carries the show. So, wow. shout out to Jesse. Ouch. <laughs> he Ouch. was just joking around. He's one of my buddies. I like I like Jesse already. <laughs> yeah, he's a, he's a really good guy. He lives in Milwaukee, <laughs> uh, and he loves craft beer. So, um, glad to know that we're getting some good, some more good listeners up up north. Yeah, yeah, up yeah, north. yeah, for sure. So, remember, you can also fill out a contact form and say whatever you want because um, we have uh, we can't control it. Um, I was gonna say, and we might read it on the show. Yeah, odds are we will. Yeah, uh, but uh, Chris. We have a good episode today. I'm gonna let you go ahead and intro Dude. this because you picked this beer sure. up for us. I did. Um, yeah, so we're actually gonna be traveling around the world a little bit today. Woo! Um, to a country that shockingly I've never been to. Yeah. Um, to a country that shockingly I've probably never even considered going to. Yep. But uh, we we recently. Well, I think that was last season. Now, honestly, when did we speak with Brian over at Steady Hand? That was last season, I believe. And uh, you know, he mentioned something to us that kind of that got me thinking a little bit about it. And so I wanted to kind of feature a, a beer style that or a beer country that we haven't featured before, and that is Lithuania. Lithuania, Chris. We yeah, can't so. travel right now, so we're gonna travel with our beer. Yes, so. we could theoretically travel, but yeah, well, actually, Russia might be. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? I, it's so hard to keep up with what's going on. But uh, yeah, so Lithuanian beer is kind of a thing, you know. I like I said, he had mentioned to us that that you know he'd been experimenting with some Lithuanian beer styles, and I was like, oh, you know, what is that? So, um, and so lo and behold, I was in um, Buford Farmers Market a uh, couple weeks ago or whenever, and uh, saw some, and I was like, you know what? Let's give these a shot. Let's talk about it. Um, you know, they, they have a bunch of different ones to choose from. I think I've chosen one that is going to be a widely distributed in the United States one, um, mm-hmm. but also one that's not going to be super overpowering. I noticed that they had some interesting like 12% alcohol beer styles, which is really rare to find, I'd say. Yeah. With a lot of your European styles, a lot of they a lot of times they they kind of go in that like malt European category where mm-hmm. it's more of like the the German type styles and that kind of thing. So like I said, we'll go and crack into it. Um th- so this one is I need to Zigulevsko, which is which I probably murdered that pronunciation, but so Lithuania is um up in the northeast kind of portion of Europe, um, near Russia. And so this mm-hmm. style actually I think that this is now, in, in doing some research, this one in particular, this is their Krepki, which is is literally Russian for strong. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, I think, a Russian, 
I say made. It's almost like a Russian and Lithuanian beer kind of mixed. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so that doing some research after the fact, I think we discovered that Balutika might have some some ownership here. Yeah. In this in this brewery, which would make sense why it's widely distributed and why I was able to easily find it at the farmers market there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so it, it's a Lith- Lithuanian style for sure. But um, I've got an article I'm going to reference later on that's sure. kind of taught me a little bit about some of what I've learned with Lithuanian styles. But I say we go and open this yeah, one. Let's, do um, it. let's let's maybe analyze it like we normally would. And then I'll tell you some of the, the quick factoids I've learned about what Lithuanian beer is all about. So, oh, man. yeah, which, by the way, I didn't mention it, but this is in a 550 milliliter bottle. Yes. Which comes out or sorry, it is 500, 500. for some reason. Wow, 16.9. Yeah. Ounces. Which. Which basically is a, you know, it's a very, you know, easy kind of style. It's a lot for, you know, since we are separate, but it is a lot for one person to drink. But hey, we're, we're beer hey, drinkers, so. I might I might Ooh. drink the whole thing, Chris. Mm-hmm. It's been one of those weeks. So, yeah. So, uh, um, so first of all, looking at this one in the glass, I you know, I could tell kind of look in the bottle. It is in a brown bottle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 8% alcohol, by the way. That's really widely published on there so like we said we thought you know we're considering this the weaker of the ones we we ended up going to try on the show but it's actually still pretty pretty high up there yeah um but you could tell looking at the glass or through the brown that it was it was definitely going to be like a lager style or something lighter it wasn't a dark beer by yeah, any means for so sure. what are um, uh what do you see in the glass uh yeah it's uh it's like a nice um well first off bubbles stick into the side of the glass for me um mm-hmm. lots of bubbles uh but not yeah. a lot of head Interesting. My head has okay. dissipated quite quickly. It it was it was nice and thick, and then it disappeared. So I had to do the quick. I had to do the quick chill today. By the way, so yeah. I actually do have a lot of head. Some that's a science project I've been wanting to undertake with beer. And hey, listeners, if you know the answer to this question, please let me know. I had to basically do the forty five minute freezer chill today mm-hmm. with mine because um, I actually didn't have it on ice. And we you know we planned on doing this episode, but for some reason we planned on, I say plan, not for some reason we planned on doing it together. And so I had mm-hmm. to scramble and kind of go pick one up last minute. And so I had to do the quick chill. Whereas I think you've actually had your sitting on, you know, in the, fr- in the fridge for a while. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it's interesting to take, cause mine actually has a lot of head. It's a very like luscious kind of re- re- retented, retention, retented head. I don't know if that's a yeah. word, but <laughs> so it's very, very luscious. Before but yes, I agree. F- it is, is, is coating the side of the glass it <laughs> is before we get too far in Chris, what glass are you rocking today? Ooh, good point. So today I'm rocking a, a, not a Lithuanian glass. It's a variant glass. It's the goblet. Nice. Nice. Yes. I'm, I'm going you with, I'm going with a pint glass. Uh, this mm, is okay. from Oso Brewing Co, which is out of Wisconsin. Um, oh, so brew. And it and it's brew? got a it's got a Packer helmet on it, Chris. Ooh. Because the Packers, they be rolling. So I figured I'd Yeah, just, they are rolling. I think I'd just rock which, the helmet today. Which by the way, we're recording this on a Thursday where the Falcons play later on today. So they do. I they get, do. They I get, get that to look forward to. I get mm-hmm. to go into the weekend with a fact with the Falcons loss more than likely. So that's always fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh and by the way, Chris, I'm rocking a, a new bottle opener as well. I'm I'm rocking uh, a bottle opener I got from one of my birthday presents from my family, the original Craft Beer Club, um, which sends oh, ships yeah. you beer. Uh, it came with a nice bottle opener, so which I think is going to provide us some great beer going forward. We've talked a yeah. little bit about that, so I'm glad yeah. that one of us finally joined a beer club because it needed to happen. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so um, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about it, but yeah, which specific yeah. one? Did, are you are you are you now a member of it, it it's literally called the original craft beer club ah i yeah. like it it's yeah. the original 
the original. Um, actually, a local Atlanta brewery is, is uh, giving their beer to the to the um, the club as well. Uh, Atlanta beer to Co. the cause. All yeah. right, they're, they're good shout out to Atlanta beer. Um, one of the original ones here in Atlanta, so yeah. it's actually good to see. So, yeah. uh, I'm always interested to see if it's like shit beer they give or what you know, because obviously they call it craft beer, but I'm always interested to see if yeah. Like, um, they you had know, some Goose Island or some of those types of breweries show up in there because I'm like, eh, you know, because if it's dominated by those like macro brew owned craft beer label brands, then I'm kind of like, all right, like I'm a little skeptical. So, but based on what you told me, the first one gave you, I was like, all right, all right. So we got some some decent beers in here. So I'm yeah. I'm, I'm gaining some faith in in what it gives us, but for sure. Uh, but why don't we go ahead and talk about this beer, Chris? Because we have it right in front of us. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the color on this guy? Sure. Yeah. So the color on this one I'm looking at in my glasses, it's, you know, it's very straw, which I imagine I say it's very straw. I hope it's what yours looks like as well. But it's kind of, you know, it's it's looks almost like a double IPA in the glass, almost like a West Coast double IPA, Mm -hmm. you know, in terms of that type of color where it's got a little bit. It's not like a straight like it's not a light color by any means, but it's also not dark. Um, It's nowhere near an amber. It's almost like just a pale ale type Mm -hmm. of color. Um, So pretty clear. Yeah. Clear, I'd say. Super clear. Yeah. You know, it's got a slight bit of haze. I feel like maybe that's chill haze, though, mostly. Um, it reminds me very much of a European type beer just in looks, you know, it doesn't look anything crazy or like a Belgian kind of a singular Debel or something. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I would agree on that. And uh, mm-hmm. I went in for a sniff, Chris. And did you? Oh, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I'm finding it hard to pull anything specific here. It's a little hard. for me. Yeah. Agreed. And it. And the only thing I'm going to say is I'm actually, yeah, I think you're right on that one. It's, it's a little bit hard to get. And I, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that we did not choose the wrong beer for this one. But like I said, it, it's actually hard, I'd say, to find a true Lithuanian beer style. This yeah. one almost seems to be in the glass. Like this is almost like a, they, they standardize it to be more of a European drinkable beer. So, um, but I agree, not much aroma. I am getting a little bit of like almost, and maybe that's why I thought to think that it's like kind of like Belgian here. Because it kind of has that type of quality and the aroma a little bit, a little bit of like banana type yeah. smell. So, yeah, I would agree. Mm, that's yeah, a little bit. Yeah, and it's it's very subtle. Um, there's also mm-hmm. a little bit of malt character there in the aroma, but not like enough that I could really pick out anything. Um, but it's it's there. It's very light. Yeah, and let's be honest, we've all, we've both already gone in for a sip, so we have. I might have to do another yeah. one though. <laughs> well, that's all right. I've already taken like two or three, so. Boom. I'm good. No, I, you know, I've been definitely was wanting a beer today. It's mm-hmm. we're getting to that seat point in time where now we're, we're past the pumpkin beers or past the, the October beers. Now we're into, we're getting into like a bridge season between, you know, October style beers and Christmas beers. And I feel like yeah. it's good that we get out of that realm of like, you have to drink dark beers. It's kind of cool to try something from around the world and see. For um, sure. I think there's a, like a, I think it's a year round for them. I've seen it at the farmer's market a few times actually. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so go ahead and give me your first take on, on taste. Cause again, yeah. I, I feel like I've been swayed by the article a little bit that I've been sure. reading. So, yeah. And, uh, it, it's, it's an interesting taste for me. Um, it, it, I feel like for me, it's almost kind of trying to be like eight different things at once. Uh, okay. and I don't know if that's just, you know, what I'm picking up right now, or I need to drink a little bit more. I <laughs> uh, think you need to drink a little bit more. Yeah, but it uh, it definitely it, it's got some some interesting kind of back end taste to it that I can't quite peg whether or not it's bitterness or or what it is. Um, and so okay. 
I haven't quite gotten there yet. I might need an, I might need a few more sips. Here. You know, that's interesting because yeah, now that you say that, it there almost is like a a bitterness of some sort that I'm getting there, which you know you, you expect it. You know, pops are not a prevalent flavor in a lot of European styles by any means, but this one definitely does kind of get like a. You're right, like you said, there's almost like a subtle bitterness that's kind of coming through. Yeah. Um, for me, I'm getting oh, whiskey wanted to pipe in. He might be in the background there. It's okay. Yeah, it's all good. Um. Yeah, for me, I'm getting a lot of that Belgian character on the flavor. It's almost like it really is like a double. It's been a while since I've had like a a good Belgian Dubel. Yeah. Um, but I did pick up Delirium Noel the other day, by the way. So I'm Ooh. super pumped to try that one this holiday season. So I bought my first holiday beer of the of the year. So wow. anyway, that's beside the point. But um, yeah, it definitely has a lot of those characteristics and the qualities of like a Belgian type beer, mm-hmm. kind of malty, not driven by hops by any means. But I probably wouldn't have picked up on that bitterness right away unless you kind of mentioned it. It's almost like a very subtle, subtle bitter. Yeah, it's so. like, it's like a it's like a sneaky bitter, um, mm-hmm. and it and it's it's not like overly bitter by any means. It's just like this very interesting kind of flood of of uh, like you said, like that Belgium kind of sweet malty flavor, and then it it's very like dry yeah. at the end, um, which is not yeah. at all what I was expecting. But it's very sweetness is a good one that you pointed out because it's very sweet. I think that's probably why I'm getting Dubell type uh, characteristics of the beer itself because it's very yeah it it tastes very sweet on the actual flavor itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and the banana notes kind of coming through from like the the yeasts. Eight uh, percent alcohol doesn't taste like eight percent alcohol it in my not. opinion. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's it kind of scary. Feels like a five to me. Yeah, maybe maybe like a six. And the only reason I say it doesn't taste like it, it doesn't taste like an eight percent because it you just don't get that boozy character and maybe the sweetness kind of overpowering that. But um, the reason it also does seem like an eight percent or a little bit higher to me is when you look at it on the glasses. I've been drinking. I've been noticing that it's almost like a syrup coating the outside of the glass as it's going back down to the um, to the head to the surface of the beer itself yeah it's almost like it thickly coats the outside of the glass or the inside of the glass man i will get my english right at some point in time, i swear <laughs> but maybe we'll see uh yeah, so yeah. yeah it's it's very weird um and not not like a bad way by any means it's just mm-hmm. i'm having a very very hard time maybe it's just today maybe it's this week i don't know but like pegging like exactly where this fits uh it's kind of like a chameleon like i'm getting different things as i'm drinking it so maybe now's a good time to then just kind of go into the background what i've learned yeah, about yeah. lithuanian beer late on me um and and we're definitely gonna i say let's post this article this week after the show comes out because sure. i definitely want listeners to kind of get and we don't always do this with some of the different countries we featured we probably should but we like i said don't i just was very intrigued about what brian meant when he said he had been working on a lithuanian style beer for for a second and i was like what what does that mean like you know what is making lithuanian beer so it, it kind of gives a brief history of the country itself you know it's just kind of where it's geographically located um being not it was not former ussr as far as i know from the way the, the way they make it sound um it's more of like a slavic country but also not um not officially slavic and it's it's kind of it's kind of nestled in there between that like nordic north if yeah. you will like over by and, like latvia right latvia yep. right estonia latvia is over there yeah exactly and so it's a very you know short history and so it gives a brief little you know i think it's like four or five paragraph long history on the country itself and then it kind of leads into what beer about what 
how the beer brewing came about. And so the Lithuanian beer style seems to very much be like a farmhouse style, mm -hmm. similar to what you, we would see in France with a lot of saisons where it came out of um, basically, um, not necessity, it came out of what was convenient to them to, to work with. Um, and so it's a very raw beer. Usually it's, it's very made, you know, it's made with, you know, basically just sweetened water from the malt and everything that mm -hmm. they were getting from their, from their farms. So, um, and it's actually split into three different types of beers in Lithuania. Um, the first one I'm going to murder the pronunciation, but, um, which by the way, they do make in common days, they do kind of make normal beers as well. Just like lagers, dark beers, kind of the modern styles, but there's a style called a Kaimiskas, Kaimiskas, which I think I'm pronouncing that wrong. But okay. it's basically the the that that term refers to the entire farmhouse beer as a style that they do there in Lithuania. Um, but within that one, there's three different types of Kaimiskas, like three different brewing techniques, if you will. Um, none of which are the traditional ones, I'd say, which is really interesting. So, all right, you, you still following with me? So yeah, yeah, we're yeah, going to yeah. discuss different Kaimiskases. Kymus, whatever. Anyone who's Lithuanian, please let it, me know how poorly I'm pronouncing these Use the these contact words, form. But let us know. Yeah. Use the contact form. So the first one is um, Kiptenis, which is a type of farmhouse ale where the mash is, get this, baked in pans. Hmm. So I think this like is the more, this beer. is the one that, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think this is probably the one that Brian was referring to that he's probably tried. So just roughly, again, from what I understand is they mash in very similar to what um, most brewers are going to do for making a beer, you know, that we're familiar with. Mm -hmm. um, the difference is that they then take that mash after they've extracted the wort from it. Okay. And put it into pans, throw it in the oven and basically make like a bread in the oven from it Interesting. without anything. They just kind of bake it in the oven. And then from there, it's almost like they do a second mash and they'll actually break that apart. And then put it in the back in the the wort, like reabsorb and, it. And it kind and what it does is it apparently adds kind of like a toasty character to the malt, um, mm. because they've baked it. So really unique in my opinion. It really comes from the philosophy in my opinion of like using everything at your disposal and not really letting anything go to waste. It's kind of what they they seem to be doing with that one. So sure. So you know it's hard to tell if this is that type of style for sure, but. The second one that I kind of read about, which is the which kind of unique to Lithuania I'd never really seen about was a whew, which, by the way, I apologize. I'm doing a lot of talking today, but this is a really cool article, which is why is. I definitely think that we need to let the listeners get a hold for of sure. it. But for sure. So the second one is there's no official term for it, but it's essentially a raw ale, okay. um, which <laughs> imagine making a beer, which, you know, you've we've now done, Kyle. We've, we have we've done a few times and you make you mash in, you get the you extract the wort from the from the mash and you boil that and that becomes your your beer that you, you add your hops to it blah, blah blah so on so essentially what they do is skip the whole boiling process and just mm. they they take the the mash juice that is has all the sugar in it yep and ferment it mm. um and so that's why it's known as a raw beer you never boil it so i imagine you know you have to keep it and if you a modern times you're making it, you have to keep it very sanitary. And what they do is they kind of make like a hop tea and add that to the to the mash gotcha. to kind of to add that bitterness. So they're component. so they're so. almost making like a like a um like a I'm trying to think of like a wort wine where they're not even yeah. boiling it, they're just kind of fermenting it and letting it sit. Yeah. In, in a way, it's I mean, yeah, agreed. Exactly. They're making a wine, which is 
it's so unheard of because I hadn't even considered not boiling the wort that I'm working with, but it technically is sugar water, so you can. Um, yeah, it's just a lot of interesting characters. So I don't think that this is a raw ale by any means. I mean, this team, this beer that we're drinking today seems to kind of have those undertones of a nor- more normally brewed beer. Mm-hmm. Um, and s- the last kind of one is just the stone beer, which I think they kind of get from a bunch of their Nordic neighbors to the north, Finland, sure. those types of countries, um, which is essentially just stone beer where they... They um, use like hot stones to... Yep, hot stones, which I don't... I didn't... Which, first of all, that's a really cool style. I've seen it once before kind of done on an episode of Brew Dogs. Yeah. Which is essentially you boil your your wort with very hot volcanic stones. Yeah. Um, which also can give a lot of smoky character from the volcanic stones themselves sure, very, to the beer. Uh, yeah. Acidic as well. Yeah. Apparently, the only difference is with Lithuanian, the, the stones they're using aren't usually volcanic ones. And so it still caramelizes the beer a little bit, but doesn't actually add too much of like a, a toasty character mm. to the beer. So very interesting yeah. mm-hmm, for sure. So that's seems to be Lithuanian beer in a nutshell. Like I said, super cool article. It seems to be, um, the, you know, just in relating it to this beer that we're drinking. I don't know if this one necessarily was made in any of those traditional styles. I would love this really the, reading this article and just kind of thinking about these beer styles makes me really want to go to Lithuania and actually try some from a, from a little grandma out in the countryside. So <laughs> little grandmama. Grandmama. For but sure. yeah, so let's uh so with that being said, let's let's talk a little bit about the the branding on this one because I definitely yeah. think there's some cool unique things going on with this one. And I know that you've actually got a hold of another beer by them as well, I believe. Um yeah. that so we can maybe just talk about if there's any cohesion between some of the branding sure. that they've got going on. Sure. Yeah. So you know we talked about it a little bit. It is uh, a five hundred milliliter uh, bottle so it's a little bit bigger um one of those big daddies but not quite like the what is it the 750 um yeah. uh bottles That's that big you boys. see a lot yeah um <laughs> but hey at eight at eight and twelve percent alcohol yeah we couldn't we couldn't drink 750 milliliters 500 is almost too much for a weekday for so. sure um but yeah it's a uh, it's interesting because the instead of using like a traditional uh, front label um, where it's either going to go, you know, a third or two thirds or a full wrap around um, the bottle. They're they're doing like a like a oval um, label, mm, yeah. which uh, is very interesting to me. Um, it's very cool, though, because it reminds me of the uh, and I can't remember. It's like cross stitching, you know, that like grandmas used to have and they mm-hmm. have like home sweet yeah. home on the wall. Um, it kind of oh, yeah, reminds yeah. me of that. Like it's got like a nice yellow border around it. Um, and then on the inside, it's got um, some really cool design. It's very floral, uh, lots of colors, a little bit holographic. That holographic Charizard we talked about last week. <laughs> holographic um, Charizard. Got another one. <laughs> uh, and it, it's got a peacock in the center, um, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Uh, very bright, vibrant colors as well. Yeah, the it very the whole thing reminds me very much, and I've never been to Bulgaria, but the whole culture, the whole like color, because it's very bright and colorful. The the label is, um, it's a black background, but you're mm-hmm. right. Some of the the floral motif. Um, it's sad that I know this, but Vera like Vera Bradley esque. Yes, yes. In terms yes. of I know what you're design, um, with red, greens, oranges, yellows, like some very bright, vibrant colors on the front, which really, um, I've seen on a lot of like. Uh, Eastern European and not so much Russian, I'd say. I mean, it's very close to being Russian, but like Bulgarian, Eastern European, Romanian, uh, Belarusian, those types of motifs and like those types of art 
yeah. from that region. That's that's where I seem to see a lot of this. And so it's got um and then it's got the Jules fuck, I'm gonna get it wrong. Jugulevsko. <laughs> the brewery. Jugulevsko. And kind of and it's got it in Russian Cyrillic across the front, and then right under is where it says Krepki, which is yep. um also in Cyrillic language. So it's in Russian on the front, which I think Lithuanian is it's more of a romantic language in sure. terms of writing. Um I can't remember what it's called. But but I think that it, it definitely gets some some um shares some similarities with Russian. So that's sure. why they do that. Yeah, and uh on the back it's got a tiny little back label which gives a little mm-hmm. bit more detail. Um, you know, the website, the general uh government warning, um some of the recycling information. Yeah. Um yeah. Chris at the top. It's mm. got it's you know we talk about the turtleneck a lot. <laughs> it's got the turtleneck. I would say this is a dicky. Uh, it oh, doesn't, you know, because it doesn't quite go all the way around. So it's kind of like you're half wearing a turtleneck, and the, you know, to me, that's just wearing a dicky. Yeah. No, I mean, so yeah, it, that's true, and it's it's very, very curved at the bottom, mm-hmm. but not at the top of the dicky. Kind of almost so, looks like a bib, to be honest. That's true. It yeah. really does. Yeah. Um, but kind of a cool bottle. Yeah, um, for sure. Kind of, what I think I've come to understand in a lot of the European countries that I've, you know I've had a, the pleasure of going to is that this w- this would be known as a large beer. Um, you can typically order two different sizes when you go to like a pub or something, and it seems like that's probably the case when you go to Lithuania. Mm-hmm. Um, you can e- either order a regular, which is probably like half this size, yep. or you can order like a large, or essentially, or a big one, a tall boy, whatever you want to call <laughs> Give it. Me a big and that seems to be yeah, seems to be this one. So yeah, and um, I do have another one as well from the same uh brewery as well um and this one's called before and after or before mm-hmm. on top and then after on the bottom and it's very interesting chris it's got the same label design with that nice circular label the the dicky at the top and everything but this design is actually very interesting because it's got a gentleman's face like a caricature face on the front um and before is written at the top uh you know right side up and then after is written at the bottom upside down um so if you actually uh, and a lot of the information on the beer is actually flipped on the bottom as well so the abv and the uh the fluid ounces and everything are flipped upside down so if you flip this upside down it actually turns into a a cute little lady um so it's one of those pictures where (laughs) when you flip it it's two different things that's a cool one I, i you know and that's the one the real backstory is that we actually planned on also doing that one on the show, but decided that twelve percent, yeah, after an eight percent was a lot of lot of beer. Which, but um, that's a cool, yeah, that's a cool looking bottle for sure. Mm-hmm. And which, by the way, while you're talking, I was paying attention, of course, because I always pay attention to you, Kyle. But yeah. I was also reading a little bit more about the carbonation levels in a lot of these Lithuanian beers, and it does appear that. High carb, so this kind of which I apparently you didn't get, but I did on mine, which is the kind of high foam, sure. that like kind of foamy, you know, the luscious foam. That is very standard. A lot of times when Lithuanian beers are poured, I'm even looking at a picture here. Um, in a bar, they are poured where basically it's one of those things where you get a lot of foam. It's like 75% head, gotcha. and you just let it. And what they do is it, it's kind of like a Guinness is where you let it sit there for a second. Let it sit. Um, it yeah, it kind of yeah. seems a lot like that. So maybe that's a thing, which it's interesting because it's, it's not so much there's high carbonation. It's almost like just the beer itself is naturally carbed. So yeah. that is carbonation. But it almost just seems like it's something about the beer itself is usually highly carbed as opposed to it being, you know, like an overactive um, 
keg line or anything like sure. that. Sure. So, yeah, and Chris, so you I was, picked these up. I was just going to ask you price point on these. Um, really good. <laughs> so, 500 milliliter bottle like this mm-hmm. and that one under three dollars each. Wow. So that's great. Which is. Yeah, which, you know, I think goes to speak a lot of what we talked about with Wisconsin in the past and like beer prices. I feel like because this is not known as a craft beer per se, this is known as a, you know, probably a widely distributed beer in the States. This is I mean, I'm sure this is not like something that grandma made. This is probably a macro brew over there. But um, but it, it's one of those that like, yeah, it, it's it's cool that you can super, you know, you find it super cheap, super mm-hmm. easy to grab. It's kind of like buying, a, you know, one of the big what? 40 ounce cans or whatever of malt liquor at the gas station. I kind of <laughs> feel like that's Foster's. the, yeah, the whole fa- Foster's famous Foster's. for beer. Hey, that's a country we need to do. I know we've done New Zealand, but yeah. Um, I was actually trying to see if I could find this one on untapped real quick. I have Clip it up here. as well. Oh, what'd you find? Um, so What's, 28 ratings, Chris, not a lot of ratings. Um, okay. 3.13 is where it's sitting at right now. <laughs> 3.13. See, I found extra. So, well, that, so, and I feel like that's a lot of a misunderstanding because in my, I mean, and I guess let's give our own ratings. Let's do this. Let's, sure. let's give our own ratings on this one. So what do you give it, Kyle? You know, I'm going to, I'm going to go with 375. Um, I think it's a very interesting beer. Um, it's one that I feel like if I picked it up every once in a while, I would definitely enjoy, especially at the price point. Um, and I, I love the label Hard design. To um, mm-hmm. I think it's really good, and uh, yeah, I, I I just it, it it's like I said, it's very hard to peg. It's very interesting in style. I I would like to try it with the head on it, um, to see if that helps change my uh, senses to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's a good beer. I think um, I definitely think it's worth a try, especially if you find it out wherever you are, uh, listeners. I would definitely which. Give it a shot. Which I mean, you know, and I, I would like to point out that I agree. I'm actually going to agree with you. I think 3.75 is what I was going to give it as well. Um, it's a very, you know, for probably <laughs> we're probably tr- tasting something that is probably not nowhere near like a true Lithuanian beer, but it is a Lithuanian beer. Sure. Um, and I agree. It's very good. Three three point seven five is what I'm giving it as well. Looking at some of the pictures, it seems like, you know, it, the traditional ones are more hazy which is almost that like all r- raw and uncut beer mm-hmm. and so i would be so interested to try something like that i would almost be like i want to almost look up a recipe myself and make one just because i want to try my hand at doing it but um i agree i mean i feel like this is probably is easy to find it's probably just overlooked by a lot of the american beer community yeah. in general because we don't i say we because i'm part of the american beer community um, we're typically looking for a lot of those, especially, you know, right now, hazy IPAs and Imperial Sours. And, you know, we're at looking at flavor additives. But I think that, hey, this is why we do this segment of the show to put a spotlight on good beer around the world that if it didn't have, you know, an international label on it, if you per se, like this could be not like this is a good craft beer. Like I would if you would just pour this into a glass and like told me it was, hey, you know, this Lith- Lithuanian style beer. I would have been like, man, this is like a really, you know, this is a really good beer. Like this is, um, in other words, I just feel like it doesn't get enough like spotlight and credit for what it actually is, which is a really good, easy drinking beer. It's something that is a little bit heavier. So it's going to appease a lot of the craft beer snobs out there because it's not just a, you know, a 4.5% European lager. It's actually like a a heavy craft beer. 
Yeah. And it's got some cool flavors. Like I know this one didn't, this one particularly didn't have any like the toasty roastiness into it, but um, it's got some Belgian type qualities and you can kind of get like a little bit of that bitterness like we talked about. And so mm-hmm. cool beer for sure. Um, I definitely would love to try some of the traditional Lithuanian for sure. styles if I ever get a chance. I, to. I, w- I will add to what you said, said as well. I think this would be a really great beer uh, for someone looking to get into an international beer that also enjoys really nice Belgium styles here as well. Mm-hmm. So and honestly, just I, I think it's easy to find. Like, I think sure. that this beer you, you'll probably actually if you're ever in your local farmer's market listeners, you'll probably see it next time because you probably just didn't realize it. I mean, ours is split up by country. And so it's kind of cool because you can really find some um some different things there yeah so by the way kyle farmers markets are fantastic because yeah you can, they are you can find um eight ad different like varieties of peppers Ooh. you can the number of different squash i saw right now is ridiculous like just i'm like squash from all around the world it's ridiculous that's awesome. forget how good farmers i'd love me are, a but... good farmer's market yeah no seriously it's it's awesome to see so um any any other final thoughts you want to mention point it out though about this beer itself no, I think I think it's I think it's tasty, um, especially at eight uh, percent, and it it was a really good uh, beer to uh, hopefully kick this week's ass to the rest of the week. You know, we we needed a good beer to to kick the week's For ass sure. instead of the week kicking our ass. Yeah, so. exactly. Well, then I will say uh, cheers to Jugulevsko. <laughs> cheers. God, that was terrible. Hopefully, yours is better, but well, it's okay. Good. Hey, we just want to thank you for joining us on this episode of the Multi Goodness Podcast, where, where we were able to take you around the world to Lithuania today. So that was mm. kind of cool. Mm. Um, yeah. So remember, you can stay up to date with all things Multi Goodness on our website, multigoodness.com, and on, po- and on Instagram at Multi Goodness Podcast, and even on Facebook at Multi Goodness. Uh, remember, we've got a beer list online where you can also check out all the beers we've been drinking, which, hey, we haven't mentioned it yet today, but Kyle. Mm. Got some cool things coming up before this season ends. So I'm super Ooh. excited about some of the some of the milestones we got. So yeah. And also we've we've pointed out a few times today, but reach out to us. Let us know if you got any auditorial corrections or if hey, you know a little bit more about Lithuanian beer than we do, because I've only learned in about 10 minutes all I know about Lithuanian beer. So Kyle, with that being said, any final thoughts today? Um, you know what, Chris? It's it, you just you just got to try beers from around the world. You know, I'm just going to give another shout out. Go into your local store, find uh, some some craft beer uh, that comes from different places and try it because, you know, you can sit and drink things from your neck of the woods all the time. Why not explore and be a mm-hmm. world traveler of beer in your own home? May not be able to hop on an airplane, but you can definitely hop in a beer glass for sure. For sure. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.